today. A huge explosion rocks Kiev following Ukraine and Russia negotiations. Also, Joe Biden prepares for his State of the Union address. But is he really preparing? I don't know. We'll get into that. Uh, We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host of For Canon's Sake. And we've got Rob Eno, Blaze media critic, back in the house as well. We appreciate both of you being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, look, I... It's it, it was a difficult weekend as far as news goes. It's very, very hard. Obviously, uh, a lot going on um, between Russia and Ukraine. Um, I don't, you know, I think that it's important that we talk about it. So I want to first kind of go through the updates, uh, if you will, from Friday when we left you guys uh, versus what has transpired and is happening now. Um, So the State Department has issued a security alert urging American citizens to leave Russia by commercial means available. This is, of course, uh, during the time where an increasing number of airlines are canceling flights into and out of Russia. Uh, Numerous countries have closed their airspace to Russian airlines. And, uh, you know, It feels to me like it's very late that the State Department is very late in the game to uh, just start now urging American citizens to leave. Like, hey, guys, actually, it looks like things might be getting bad over there. So uh, this is a new development we just learned. So we think that you guys should hightail it out of there. Uh, Meanwhile, a huge explosion rocked Kiev. Uh, This was shortly after negotiations concluded on the first day, the first day of negotiations between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, We can see a little bit of that footage here. And there are reports uh, that there was uh, some damage done to the Hostomel airport over in Kiev. Um, It is the largest cargo airplane and the airport itself that they had uh, released photos showing damage done to them. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ halted trading of Russia-based companies. FIFA banned Russia national team and clubs from all competitions, which honestly, I think like people are like, oh, soccer, whatever. But like, that's a big deal for really every country, I would argue, except America, but certainly Russia, uh, it is a very big deal over in Europe to be banned from there. And um, so Ukraine, meanwhile, has they're allowing criminals out of jail if uh, if they can help fight. Um, they're allowing them out of jail to help fight against the Russians. Um, and uh, we had what Stoli released a statement clarifying that it's vodka is not made in Russia because there is a revolt against uh, vodka now, which I don't understand why we need to bring vodka into it, because people who have already bought, like they already have vodka, they already bought sitting at their houses and they're pouring it out. And I'm like, why, why would you waste that? And at their stores, right? And and at their liquor stores, they have already purchased the vodka that they would then sell. Yeah, you are like, you've already bought it. And they're pouring it it out. That money is not going to Russia anymore. You've already sent it. So you're just, you're just ruining your own money and or wonderful Bloody Mary. Um, But uh, look, I think the ways that the United States could be responding to this if they wanted to act swiftly uh, government wise has just 
not happened. We're not doing anything about uh, trying to become more energy independent. Um, but that's kind of the the basis of what has transpired um, since we last left you guys. And I would also like to point out to the viewers, and I'm sure you guys have seen this as well, there is a lot of uh, misinformation. I hate to use that word, but there is a lot of fake news going around. If you're looking on social media, um, there is a lot of wartime propaganda being utilized here. So um, I think that it's important that uh, everyone is properly vetting everything that they are looking into. Um, because, you know, this is, I mean, we have deep fakes. We've seen deep fakes that you look at them and you go, that looked real to me. So let's just, uh, let's just all keep that in mind as the situation continues to transpire. Um, so Eric, let me, let me start with you. Um, what is your take on what's happening now since we last left you with, uh, Russia and Yeah. Ukraine? I mean, we were talking about, of course, all last week and really to me, and this may be just my opinion. Um, and I'm okay with it just being that. But it looks like definitely with all of these, not just with the sanctions, but it seems to be these economic consequences that, yeah, I know what's taking place in Ukraine and we Russia doesn't seem to be letting up in that regards. But there's going to be a lot of economic kickback from not just the sanctions, but you talked about, you know, with what's going on with how much money is in really in FIFA. I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people can conceptualize yeah. that like at all, because this is not this not the sport that that we play generally out here, though. I heavily, of course, follow it definitely in the European sense. It's, it's the sport is right. to foot, what football is to us. Mm -hmm. the, well, they that call is it their football. football. That <laughs> is their football. That is their football. I love how cocky America is where we jack the sport and then we call it something completely <laughs> different from whatever they And then we make a sport off their sport and really you only kick the ball twice. Right. You know? right. But, but no, on a serious note, uh, I don't think even the Russians really particularly thought all of that stuff through. Not to say that they weren't maybe possibly prepared for it, but with what's going on with the whole Swift thing, with, I think that happened maybe at the end or at the beginning of the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, with all of that stuff. It wasn't all Russian banks, but it was uh, a lot of Russian banks that were basically removed from that and its central uh, sort of banking system. You can look at that in a, as a positive or negative, depending on what route that you want to take it. Um, either way, I don't think that people understand that the people that are going to feel the brunt of those consequences are going to be the Russian people, mm -hmm. generally the people that have nothing to do with the war. Right. And this is what makes war so evil to me, is that the people that w wage it, be it in Putin or be it whoever it is in this given case, and in America's cases, be it within the U.S. military, it's that the folks that are going to catch the economic consequence are going to be those people. I was looking at some video, which I did end up vetting, where you said you had people that were in Russia uh, trying to go ahead and get to the banks uh, early because they don't even know if they have the credit cards or any of that stuff is going to work. Those are the people. And a lot of them have been putting, you know, their neck on the line by protesting this stuff out there. And they're going to be the ones feeling the consequences. And to what you alluded to uh, regarding I mean, Jen Psaki, I don't know if we have that clip of her talking noise this past weekend, basically saying, yeah, we need to become uh, not become more energy dependent. That's not what she said. She more so said relying upon Russia between them and, and Europe relying on them. So, but they don't talk out the other side of their mouth and really say, well, what are we going to do to become more energy dependent? I believe we have the footage right here of, of Jen Psaki in terms of her saying exactly that. 
What this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to, and we need to look at other ways of process, of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. And it's funny because she doesn't ever say that they should, like, increase their oil production, mm-hmm. let's say, here, which would, again, the fact that America in this big geographical area even is dependent and not really just primary export, if anything, of, of any sort of energy is laughable. But it goes to show sort of the, the restraints that not just the federal government, but the state governments have put on people. They've subsidized like these unreliable sort of forms of energy, be it, I don't want to say it's unreliable, but when and when you talk about like actual renewables like nuclear that goes often just unaddressed they don't even act as if it exists so they're not talking about actually having a solution to the problem and i know some of the trump supporters that watch this channel are going to point to the fact that he mentioned this particularly with russia and europe and how they are so dependent on russia for their uh, energy particularly their oil and how that will end up backfiring and that's what you're going to see right now but what you'll see in america is that the oil be it gas prices oil and gas prices will go up and people that, you know, are already hurting right now are going to be paying more at the gas pump. Like, what the heck is going on? And the easy thing for the politicians to do is going to, hey, blame Russia. But I don't think that's where the blame should go. I think it should go certainly to the governments in this country who have strapped people's hands behind their back and not allowed, be it oil, gas production, nuclear production, to make us more energy dependent which is what should be happening, but they're not going to do that. Just Saki didn't mention that one time. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing for me has been the misinformation, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just been the misinformation. Last week, we were all supposed to be, yay, the heroes of Snake Island, they're alive on a Russian ship. Right. Even the, right. Even the Ukrainian government said that, right? Yeah. Um, the ghost of Kiev. Do we know that there's a ghost of Kiev? How do we know no. that there's a ghost of Kiev? I mean, and it's on both sides. And, and, and I think that we in the United States have become so unserious mm-hmm. that whenever you try to figure out what the root causes of this is, like you, you were doing, you're called a put- Putinista, mm-hmm. right? You're called somebody that, that protects Putin. In January 2014, the United States State Department helped overthrow the democratically elected government of the Ukraine. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a coup. Yeah. We did that. Mm-hmm. And then we let Russia take the Crimea, Crimea in the same right. year, yeah. right? We did those things to destabilize this country. They're coming back to hurt us. Mm-hmm. But if you say that, you're giving in to Russian propaganda. If you say that basically Russia is almost a theocracy and the home of the Russian church is the Ukraine, and after that split, one of the things that happened was that they took the patriarchy, that's the Pope of Russia for, for people in the West, they, they took the Ukrainian church away from that. And this whole war could be to recapture that, right? Because they're a theocracy. If you say that, you're a Putinista. Um, to the plain thing, I, I think this is hilarious, right? They put up the, the picture this weekend of all the European countries you can't fly from Russia into. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, if you're an American, you got to get out. It's like, how do you get out? What I mean, is everybody going to fly Aeroflot to Beijing and then catch a Delta flight back? And you guys learn nothing with Afghanistan. Right. That like literally just happened that maybe you guys should plan a little bit further in advance to get your people out. It's it's just it's incompetence. And then in the United States, 
you know, all weekend, Ukraine, 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 we've got to help Ukraine, we've got to help Ukraine, we've got to help Ukraine. What does Chuck Schumer and the United States Senate do today? They debate and try to push through the most radical pro-abortion bill in the history of this nation. Instead of <laughs> talking about Ukraine and trying to get help for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So is it all smoke and mirrors? Is it all? I'm at the point, and I never thought I would have been in the entire history of my life, that I don't know what to believe, who to believe, or how to believe yeah. about any of this. And yeah. you're talking about a kid that grew up in the 80s with Ronald Reagan and you know, destroying the Soviet Union and, and getting to here. But I don't believe my own government on a whole list of things. So why do I believe any other government? It's, it's been, and I think that that's what people are trying to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go out there and put a Ukrainian flag on your, you know, on your, your Facebook profile and, you know, post pictures of the ghosts of Kiev and, and say, you know, the, the, the heroes of Snake Island and, and all of those sorts of things, if you don't do any of that on your social media, you're obviously somebody that likes Putin. I don't want there to be war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I certainly don't want the United States to get into war. And I certainly don't want, I, I had a friend over the weekend go, well, why can't we just like take out all the bridges between Belarus and Poland and Belarus and in the Ukraine? I'm like, do you want to die? <laughs> this man is mentally unstable. Do you want a nuclear bomb in your backyard? Yeah. So, that, you know, well, I want to I want to um, I want to circle back to that, not to say, yeah, not to be like Jen Psaki, <laughs> but I do want to circle back to that um, after the break. I want to touch on uh, the idea that uh, Putin could be preparing for some sort of uh, nuclear bomb, something of that nature. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So if you like a good snack throughout the day, but you are trying to watch your figure, you've got to try Built Bar. They are a protein bar, uh, so they've got that high protein. They're going to keep you full. They're going to keep you satisfied. But when I say satisfied, I don't just mean because of the high protein. I mean because they are freaking delicious, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate, and you feel like you're eating a candy bar, but you're not. You're eating something that is going to be low-calorie, low-sugar, low-carb, and good for you. All right? I mean, do I need to say anything more? Do I need to say anything more? That is all that you need. Trust me, my pantry is full of them. You got to go over to the site. You're going to be amazed at the flavors. You're going to be like, I want to try all of them. You should. You should. Go to built.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your order. That is NEWS15 over at built.com. So speaking of going nuclear, Vladimir Putin has ordered his military command to put Russia's nuclear deterrence forces on high alert uh, as tensions obviously are escalating. He uh, he said that that uh, Western countries aren't only taking unfriendly actions against our country in the economic sphere, but top officials from leading NATO members made aggressive statements regarding our country. And uh, so he is blaming those aggressive statements for increasing Russia's preparedness to launch nuclear weapons. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is uh, focusing on, I mean, you know, when you have the threat of some sort of a nuclear bomb, a nuclear situation, you want to focus on the most important things, which is, of course, you want to uh, make sure to get to a nuclear shelter, get inside the nearest building, remove your contaminated clothing, wipe off or wash uh, unprotected skin, go to the basement. But 
make sure that you keep that social distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household and wear your masks. Uh, it's just, I can't, I'm sorry. I, I can't take this seriously. Yes. Um, um, so, mm -hmm. um, I've just had nuclear radiation fallout. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Um, I had that because I didn't hide under my table like I was taught in grammar school. I'm old enough. Well, the table to know that. would have protected you. Yeah, the you, table would have protected me. I'm old enough to remember right, having those drills, right? right so we right. didn't do that. Um, and I probably had my mask on because I'm supposed to wear my mask. Um, and then I go inside and I strip and I shower, mm -hmm. probably with you know contaminated water, but mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, and then that mask that I had on outside. I'm supposed to be like in my underwear mm -hmm. in the basement with everybody because I'm not supposed Rob, to have I my don't, I don't clothes. like where you're going with this anymore. <laughs> I, I'm, but we don't but, need to. But need I'm to do supposed this. to wear my mask that also has the other stuff on, right? And, and so it's a social distance. So you know, I, we. I don't know if you guys. I, I grew up. I'm old, so I grew up in a different time. We used to have fallout shelter signs on buildings. Mm -hmm. I don't think they still have that anymore, but that was like a Cold War thing. Like my school was a designated fallout shelter. It said exactly how many people could get, fit in. So if that number is like 350, but now we have to do the six foot thing. So I'm sorry, we could only save 150 people mm -hmm. from the nuclear fallout because you might get a cold that has a 99.9% .9 survival well, rate. Well, don't worry, because masks work, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I it also, against, if it works against COVID, I assume it works against uh, nuclear. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, radioactive. I mean, it works against everything, Eric. Yeah, what are you yeah, suggesting? What are you suggesting? It protects you from everything. I feel like if you were just exposed to a nuclear bomb, nuclear radiation, whatever, I'm not sure that you give a crap about catching <laughs> a cold, but I don't know, because it's never happened to me. Um, Eric, I want to get your thoughts, but I also want to throw into the conversation, uh, Joe Biden, who was just, I, everything he does, I'm like, is he a hologram? Is he real? Is he alive? I don't know. He was asked, uh, he had just landed and he, and he was asked if, uh, if he was nervous about a nuclear war. And it's not just that he walks away, but like, he walks away, he kind of like, he's like doddering, he's this doddering old man, he like looks like he's just focusing really hard on like not falling, and then of course wearing a mask while he's completely alone, there's that. But he might be worried about nuclear, a nuclear bomb, so I don't know, watch. Mr. President, is Ukraine winning the war? Mr. President, are you worried about nuclear war? Well, I hope he had a, a relaxing weekend in Delaware. There wasn't anything going on, so I'm sure he just took it easy. Yeah, um, it, it's when you look at something like that, it just really reaffirms people that don't take this country serious or assume that like we're not a serious country. Um, now, if you were going to base we? that off of the government, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got a point. Yeah, um, maybe we're not that serious <laughs> of of certainly a country. And what you've seen is so many people leading in terms of their governing efforts with emotions and nothing more than that. And they think that that somehow will I don't know overtake the actual reality of any sort of situation. 
which is hilarious. You've seen, for example, even with the military and its focus over the last, let's say, definitely the last few years. And they've been focusing on everything else aside from being a competent military for that reason, um, whether it be with diversity and all this other representation and stuff that literally doesn't matter uh, on uh, if you are actually in a war with some someone like that. Nobody cares like about well, I would that. say it matters because it would make us weaker. Yes, that, that is very yes. true. Uh, it, it would absolutely would. But it goes to show. Again, going back to the original point of how we're not serious, it goes to show just that mm -hmm. when you think somehow like you get, I don't know, plus like it's a video game, right? You get plus four. You play games as well. Mm -hmm. um, plus four immunity or something when you have X amount of uh, minority groups <laughs> that are a part of your, I don't know, front lines or, or whatever ridiculous stuff it is that they've been hyper focusing on. So when you see who is supposed to be the leader of the free world, which I've always hated that they call the president that ever, walking completely out of his mind most of the time when we see him, um, he does tend to, when it seems something's going down, he kind of ducks off, which leads us to believe that he don't got it all upstairs or someone else is in charge. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't really know. But we're not a serious country at the end of the day. Uh, is what it all boils down to. And I can't knock anybody for saying that when they see that. I'm talking, I'm not talking about people on the outside. I'm talking about people that are within this. We're like, look at the world that seems to be going to crap. And the people that you idiots entrusted with the power to try to keep folks on track are completely out of their minds. And I guess you get the government that you deserve because I think regular people are completely out of their minds too, to be fair. Yeah. The only thing that would have made that video better was if the Benny Hill soundtrack was underneath it. <laughs> I'm, so um, I'm sure someone is uh, someone's going to do that right now. And then the the other thing with um, with what you were saying um, about you know if you have enough minorities and everything yeah. you get the plus four. I guarantee you by the end of this week there will be a think piece in at either CNN or the Washington Post or the New York Times on how communities of color <laughs> are underserved with fallout shelters. Man. That is seriously going to happen. I'm like, well, I'm going to put that down right now. That shit is on the table. <laughs> we can wait till Friday, but that thing piece is coming. Oh, that's depressing because <laughs> it really is. Did you guys see, um, who was it? Ida, what is her name? Ida B. What she call her, calls her, that's not a real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. She that's why I was like, what is Ida her Bay name? Ida Wills. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't know remember. her actual real name. Though. I can't remember what her real name is. <laughs> oh, did is. this already happen? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. She was talking about, the chick that was talking about, like, the continent, European, yes. it, Europe, is, like, it's not an actual continent. And then she's. It's just a social construct, <laughs> is what she said. It's all just a social construct. Was she, try, was like she trying to like, to maybe she was trying to say that it's not a separate continent from Asia, that it's all one big super continent, which no. technically it is. She was just trying to say that. No, no that's she's too, not she, she's too stupid to, yeah. to formulate a thought like that. She was just, hey, you're a bad is where she was going with that. But I did see that. But I've seen a lot of bad take from blue check marks, mainstream media maybe types. penguins are just a social What? Maybe penguins is just a social construct. I don't know. Everything's a social mm -hmm. construct. But no, like, well, like this is going downhill quick. No, no, but no, seriously, though, like, it, it, it speaks to the point because this is stuff that I don't imagine that Russia and them are really focusing on right. at all. So if there is to be an advantage, they certainly have it there, you know, because our 
country worries about all oh, the, I don't know, Russian employees maxed. I saw some people talk about, well, Ukraine and uh, because all these people are getting together, they only have a 35 percent vaccination rate and they're all going to be closed and bunched up together and migrating over here. And this is bad for COVID. It just goes to show like these people are living in a completely different dimension where their set of weird ethics is followed by the rest of the world but that's not the actual real world at all and you're going to catch an l in life in general if that's you're going to be your continued approach applying your set of traits attributes and things that you actually care about diversity and all the other bull crap on people that you deem as your geopolitical enemy man you're in for a rude awakening they don't care about that stuff bro yeah uh by the way it's nicole hannah jones that's her real name name. um but yeah i'm like i I don't know on twitter she calls herself this but um we don't have time to get into it, but I do want to read the tweet very quickly because it's bizarre. Uh, what if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia and sow the alarm about European or civilized or first world nation being invaded is a dog whistle to tell us we should care because they are like us. So many dog whistles. I'm just going to. Yeah. And that's why when I hear dog whistle, I'm like, it's a I'm meaningless out. term. I'm out. I'm out. I see what you're trying to do here. They seem to be the I'm only out. ones that can hear them, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it really. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear them. So uh, we, we don't have time to get into it. But uh, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Moink. So Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish, all while supporting American Family Farms. You can help save the family farm and get access to the highest quality meat on earth. Earth when you join the Moink movement today. Uh, those of you who don't know yet, Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb. They've got pastured pork, they've got chicken, they've got wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and they deliver it directly to your door. Moink meat tastes the best. And let me tell you, it's because they don't add all of that, all of that extra crap that they're adding. A lot of you guys don't realize that when you're buying your meat from the grocery store, you're buying this packaged meat, they're adding a bunch of additives and fillers and thing and chemicals. They're adding bleach to it. You don't chlorine. They're dipping the chickens in chlorine. You don't want to buy your meat like that. Get it from Moink. All right, you can choose the meat delivered in every box. You've got ribeyes, chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, and you can cancel anytime. We just actually made some Moink bacon over the weekend. My older son was ecstatic because he has told me many times Moink bacon is his very, very favorite bacon. He's like, this tastes better than anything I've ever had before. So he was very excited this weekend when we cooked up that bacon. Uh, you got to keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. You will get a uh, free filet mignon for a year. Do not sleep on this deal. That is right. You heard me correctly. Free filet mignon for a year. This is a limited time, though, so don't sleep on it. That is Moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash news. In more news of uh, all the world is but a stage, the uh, House has dropped their mask requirement ahead of Joe Biden's State of the Union address tomorrow. The mask wearing will now be optional for those who are attending. And by the way, before you accuse this, guys, I I know you, I know both of you, before you accuse them of being anti-science, I would just like to point out that the Capitol physician did update this guidance, and he is an MD. So therefore, he is an MD, he works for the government, he is the science, and he is Mm -hmm. saying that this is now a green level in Washington, D.C., and it's a low level in this new CDC guidelines, and magically, 
the day before uh, Biden is scheduled to give his State of the Union address, in which you would think, judging by his poll numbers, that he would definitely want to not create a bad look, bad optics. Conveniently, mask wearing will now be optional. Now, I will be interested to see how many people actually don't wear them, because now they'll have to uh, grapple with the fact of, like, do I wear it to still get my virtue signaling points or do I not wear it and then tell people it's because I'm vaccinated because, you know, they've created radicals in their base who get very, very angry when people still don't wear masks. So are they going to be worried that they're going to be criticized for not wearing the masks? I don't know. We'll see. But still a very conveniently timed uh, announcement by the uh, the capital physician, Brian P. Monahan. Very sciencey. The science. I mean, they say it changes or first they said it was settled, then it changes or whatever it means. It evolves. Science evolves as we get more data in, Eric. That's true, the data. I was looking up certain numbers and, you know, regarding the area and the deaths aren't even different um, from from last February, which is very interesting Mm -hmm. considering that they're lowering these restrictions in some of these areas. Um, We were supposed to get the winner of death. It was the exact terminology that Biden I believe used in a tweet. Mm-hmm. Well, only if you're unvaccinated. Right. Never so happened. You, well, you must have gotten secretly vaccinated because I see that you're alive. Yeah. Some, I That's guess, what I get oh, I'm just, of Maybe I'm not here. Maybe I'm a hologram mm-hmm. like Joe Biden <laughs> um, or something. But seriously, nothing's changed um, in regard to the data that would warrant some sort of uh, adjustment. It's just that it looks bad. We've gone too long of an extended period of time where you've had the example of Texas, which is why they were spreading doom and gloom when our restrictions were lifted, which shouldn't have been there in the first place, mm-hmm. Abbott. Um, but they were there. Florida, same thing. Sky didn't fall. In fact, you had all of these politicians from these areas with these crazy restrictions seeming to always want to kick it in Florida, which was very interesting. I see people that work for CNN, people that, of course, were part of the House and the Senate seem to always be vacationing there. It's almost as if they weren't scared. Um, I was reading, I believe it was a Biden's little polling um, uh, company or whatever, and they were basically telling them to just take the victory with the COVID stuff. So that's how they're going to present it. Like, well, we're lifting the restrictions because we won, right? And it's because of us. Mm-hmm. It's not, they will never... No matter what the evidence shows, they're never going to concede that they got it wrong Mm -hmm. ever. That's just simply not going to happen. But I do believe that basic opinions are starting to change, not regarding not just the mask, but with the vaccination stuff. And yeah, midterms are are, are on the way. And I think that's a big point of the the change. Rob, Um, the only science that has changed is the political science. Mm. Um, How dare you? It's the. It, I mean, let let let's be honest. I mean, the the I am the void, political science. The, the, the void <laughs> in between the you know the warp and the weft of your cloth mask hasn't you know shrunk or gotten bigger or anything. Um, <laughs> it's just they they know they need to change this. I I am. I think you guys talked about it last week. The the mask mandate on planes mm-hmm. expires on March eighteenth. Mm-hmm. They extended it on August twenty first, twenty twenty one, to March eighteenth, twenty twenty two. You would think that if it's two weeks now, two weeks and three days, um, you would think that if it was going to expire in that amount of time, you would maybe reinstate it. I have a feeling that tomorrow night, um, 
that Joe Biden is going to take that victory lap. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, oh, we, we got rid of all, you know, the CD says, we, C says that we should take the, the mask mandates um, off the planes, too, based on that guidance. So he's probably going to do that tomorrow night to mm-hmm. take the victory lap and looks like, make him look like he's the one that declared victory mm-hmm. um, on the virus. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the other thing people should be wary of is as soon as these midterms are over, all these restrictions are coming back. Because, again... The political science will have changed, not the science. So you think they're going to to draw everything back down and then somehow make an excuse to? Bring well, it's them the back winter, out? so there's going to be respiratory okay. things that come around. So you know, so, so obviously so it works so COVID well against again. COVID that for all the other things, you just every winter you need to wear a mask all the time. Ah. Uh. Well, we'll see. Um, I I do want to really quickly get to uh, speaking of the State of the Union. It's very interesting. And Bill Maher actually pointed this out. And I thought it was an excellent point that he made on his show that uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is actually going to give a far left rebuttal with uh, the State of the Union. So she is going to be speaking on behalf of the Working Families Party. And um, she already knows she is like, like they're they're planning on giving a rebuttal to criticize uh, Joe Biden. Sounded like some Bolshevik, Menshevik. Uh, yeah. Uh, Russian. And so he said, you know, this stuff. is guys, this is like uh, sacking your own quarterback. And I'm like, yes. And I am totally here to see it because Lord knows the Republicans have their own problems. And even though the Democrats are basically paving the way for the Republicans to just like uh, slaughter they, them. The Republicans can screw, screw it up. They are very, very good at that. But in the meantime, I do think that I will enjoy uh, Rashida Tlaib uh, giving a rebuttal, giving her own rebuttal to uh, Biden's address. Gentlemen, your uh, your quick thoughts on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> hey, I say go for it. Um, I think what you see with Democrats, I think I talked about this not too long ago on the show, is that there is this split that is among them. You have these more, yes, they have like the AOCs of the world and Sheeta Tlaib's. They've pulled that party closer to the left. But then you still have like the Nancy Pelosi's and all those of the world who feel like the ones that are generally in charge of the party. Mm-hmm. But they're in opposition on a lot of things. Uh, maybe they're still stupid. I mean, they're still leftists at the end of the day, but they still are in opposition. And there are some like kind of plicks that is, there you see they all the people that are members of the squad often have they're really skeptical and they're really they don't really want to go out there and like praise Biden on, yeah. a, on a whole lot of things. And that's by design, because ideologically, they like to think that they are different. So it's going to be interesting to see. that. Yeah. Quick thoughts. Uh, on that, Rob. The, the, the crazier sound bites that conservatives can get of leftists going crazy, the better. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing this fight that you're talking about down in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, Henry Cisneros, who. Conveniently, the Biden administration has under um, investigation mm-hmm. um, for not being sufficiently, uh, I'm not supposed to say that, for not being sufficiently leftist, um, has a super progressive squad member running against him. Mm. And she's trying to, like, downplay it. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I, I can't wait. I will have, I would say my popcorn ready, but I am doing strict keto right now, so I'll have my peanuts ready. But uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Z-Stack. So, guys, we've been talking about all of this COVID stuff, and if the last two years, yeah, it's been that long, I know. If, it, if that has taught us anything, it is that it is up to us to take control of our own health. You can't listen to the government experts, okay? You can't listen to Big Pharma. You can't trust what they have to say. It is up to you to protect your family. That is where you need Z-Stack, okay? Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement. It includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D. This was formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. Uh, he's a world-renowned doctor. Actually, he treated President Trump when President Trump received uh, got COVID. And, uh, you know, he President Trump has credited him with all of the success that he had. I do want to point out as well, Z-Stack, for those of you who are you're trying to take, you've got your vitamin D over here, you've got your vitamin C over here, you've got your zinc over here, you've got your quercetin. I used to do that, and I was like always forgetting one of them because there are too many darn pills that you have to remember and keep out and make sure to take. This one is perfect because it's all in one. It just comes in one container. All of it is in one capsule. You take it all at the same time, and you can know that you will be boosting your immune system and protecting yourself, okay? So just make sure that you are prepared and you prepare your immune system, and the way that you do that is by making sure that you take Z-Stack and you start taking it now. By the way, ZSAC is formulated to help combat any and all variants of COVID as well as the common cold and flu. So make sure that you have it in your house and you start taking it right now, every day. Boost your immune system so that you don't have any downtime you have to spend sick. You can go to ZStackLife.com slash Y. Enter the promo code Y. You will get a discount on your first order. That is ZStackLife.com slash Y. Promo code Y. Well, we were just talking about uh, the Democrats and uh, how they continually screw things up and how the Republicans are no different. Want to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen. Uh, Donald Trump has won the CPAC straw poll for the second straight year. Now, I want to break this down and give you the details on this. Obviously, CPAC uh, was going on over the weekend. Donald Trump spoke along with a lot of other people. But uh, Trump got 59% support in the poll. This was about roughly 25 to 2,600 attendees. Uh, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, received 28%. And other than those two gentlemen, there was no one who received more than 1.5% support. So there were a lot of other people there. Mike Pompeo, Rand Paul, Christy Nome, Nikki Haley. Uh, but then once you get down to Ted Cruz, you are actually below a one percentage uh, point. So it's like 0.8. Mike Pence, 0.6. Glenn Youngkin. Uh, so the list goes on. <laughs> By the way, Mitt Romney, 0.4. I'd love to know who that 0.4% is that thinks that he'd be a good president again. But uh, so this is interesting, guys. So um, in a poll without Donald Trump as an option, DeSantis received 61.4% of the vote, Pompeo 6.3%, and Trump Jr. 5.9%. Uh, so you got Donald Trump, like, Obviously in the lead, but DeSantis making pretty good, gaining a lot of ground when it's uh, DeSantis versus Trump. But without Trump as even an option, DeSantis polls even higher than uh, than Trump got in the first poll. What do you guys what what are what are the thoughts here? Because Donald Trump, I, I will say he people were like he announced he's running at CPAC. I didn't see him say anything different than he's been saying this entire time at all of his speeches. He's alluding to it. He's very obviously like making very, very, very uh, 
direct references to it, but like he's not given the full announcement. So it's like, yeah, he's running, I would assume. Uh, but he, I think he's like saving that announcement just in case he may want to pull it back for any reason. Um, but uh, what what are what are your thoughts on this? I don't know. I think I don't know why Republicans want to get take I guess DeSantis out of the position that he has been. If you think that he's facilitated Florida uh, to be, I mean, and Florida was. Pretty sure you may have talked about this with with uh, Jeremy and Ryan, who are out there in Florida last week with mm-hmm. Geeks and Gamers team, and like they were, they weren't that far from being the complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some people look at the with Santa, Andrew Gillum, right? Yeah, uh, and it benefited them. And there, you look at Florida, and it's, it seems to be in a solid spot. So I don't know why people want to take him out of there. Certainly, so bad, and because he's so good. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, what? Uh, he's more effective in that area. And you have a one area that seems to be fighting a ba- fighting back, a geographical area that seems to be fighting back against this bullcrap that is leftism. Whereas, to you put him in a presidency, and yeah, I mean, you like to think that he would get something done, but what if he doesn't? Because he doesn't have as much power per se because he's the freaking president and he, he he's not a governor you know what i mean and i would rather him or for anybody for that matter to stay in those spots if they are in certainly those positions that also speaks to my whole decentralization mm-hmm. advocacy uh certainly as well so we can get a flex it text it all of that stuff is is all all of my alley right now but if y'all want to latch you know hitch kind of the wagon on to trump again I say good luck. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I think he's he he's, he's one of those odd characters because he has a side and a base that is so enthusiastic about him. And you're not probably going to find that be replicated by anybody else. But that also can be said for the opposite. Mm-hmm. They are vehemently against him. Mm-hmm. I think you should have put a Paul should put a Paul in there. But y'all won't listen to me because you didn't listen in 2012. You certainly didn't listen in 2008. Speaking of Mitt Romney. Yeah. Um, a few things. This, this is Donald Trump's show, right? I mean, CPAC is Donald Trump's show. It, it, it's a Donald, the Donald Trump wing of the party puts on CPAC. They program CPAC. It's, it's a Donald Trump show. And it was in Florida. So mm-hmm. you've got a, you probably had an outsized amount of people from Florida in the audience. That being said, um, I would like to see Donald Trump not run. I would like to see Ron DeSantis run, and, and I get the whole decentralization arg- arguments, but we don't get decentralization unless you have somebody in there pushing it. Um, I agree. You know, look at two congressmen, Ron DeSantis, John Kasich, both become governor. John Kasich veers way to the left. Yeah. Ron DeSantis stays true to who he is, gets people to leave their states and move to Florida and make it a more conservative state. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would like to see... Ron DeSantis go, but I also think that you're going to see the funny thing that you saw um, some people say about Ted Cruz um, during the 2016 election is we might start seeing the media say, well, you know, Donald Trump's not that bad because look at that crazy Ron DeSantis. Right? I don't know. It's going to be like, like I don't the, know. I, I, it's, the media is broken. Trump broke the media. I'd be interested to know if, if they could actually uh, gather the words to, to be able to say Trump's not that bad. I don't think it's in their vocabulary, but uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. We should still be Don't forget, those of you who have not yet gone to wherever you get your audio podcast, it takes like 
30 seconds max, and I'm including the time it takes you to open up your menu on your phone. Go over to wherever you get your audio podcasts. You hit on the search bar, the news, and, and it will probably show up at that point. You click on it, you go subscribe, you rate it five stars, obviously, because we deserve no less. And then you review the program. All of that will help more people be able to find the show because, as we know, uh, the algorithm is against us because we are, yes, conservative. The nasty, nasty C word that they, uh, the dirty C word that they always call us, conservative. Uh, But uh, we also may feature your review live on air like the one today from SoftballDad13, who said, five stars, I love the show, not just for the news, but for the passion these great people show every day. Sarah, Yaku, and Eric are all well-spoken and advocates for common sense. Oh, that's Sarah's monologue on Tuesday should be made into a clip and played every day at every school board meeting by parents. God bless you all. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I know Eric does as well. We appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate you guys being on the program. We're all full of appreciation today. (laughs) We would also appreciate it if you went over to blazetv.com and subscribe. You can use promo code NEWS for some savings. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.